0: Welcome to the Smarter MSP podcast, helping MSPs build better businesses, one discussion at a time.
1: Welcome to Smarter MSP podcast eight. Once again, my name is Ken Bartlett and I'm joined by Aaron Crowley. Ransomware attacks continue to dominate the news headlines from high profile single company victims to supply chain attacks that impact hundreds of companies globally. This is really becoming a cyber epidemic. Now more than ever, Managed service providers must be vigilant in protecting their customers and themselves to avoid becoming another ransomware statistic.
0: We are very excited today to have Fleming Shi, the Chief Technology Officer at Barracuda Networks join us today to discuss and evaluate the ransomware attacks and how to effectively protect SMB businesses, devices, data, and users, as well as MSPs. Just as Ken said, they're coming bigger and more and more prevalent every day.
2: Hi everyone it's really exciting to be here uh, to actually talk about this topic it's exciting but it's also a little worrisome of course given the the attacks are uh, very pervasive and and, and and serious these days so um, a little bit about myself i'm being with barracuda for quite a long time since 2004 when the company was founded. Uh, really built up a lot of products in uh, uh, you know, web security, email, uh, archiving, and, and right now actually I'm the CTO at Barracuda Networks, really driving innovation, consumable microservices that can be uh, part of our products that, that helps our partners and customers defend against these attacks. So it's exciting for me to be here because I, I do a lot of, uh, you know, research on the type of uh, attacks that's happening, uh, therefore we can identify the best way to defend our, uh, our customers. So that's kind of constantly feeding the innovation engine. So it's a, it's a definitely an important topic to be uh, uh, to be part of.
0: Definitely, and you are truly an expert in this. So we're excited to have you here. Thank you for joining us. So ransomware has become the main security topic in 2021, especially since these recent attacks in the first half of of the year, which seem like more than ever. I feel like, but maybe I'm wrong in that. But um. How has ransomware evolved and why has it become so effective, especially within this past year?
2: Yeah, um, actually, it's really interesting because ransomware is definitely not new. It feels like it's making a comeback, but it's been around. It's just the media coverage for it is much bigger now because in the very early days, ransomware was actually uh, hitting the homes, hitting the consumers. Uh, I don't know if you remember back in the uh, like early 2013 timeframe that's kind of... Uh, uh, you know, widespread uh, crypto locker, um, and crypto locker was out there collecting money, but it was like 150 dollars, right? And even in initially, 150 dollars wasn't even paid through bitcoins. It was paid through like a virtual wallet, a virtual not wallet, virtual uh, credit card, or something like that, right? It's it's different. Um, then eventually, I think the it got evolved into cryptocurrency. Then the tax just constantly keep coming. And the ransom amount, just think about it, $150 back then. Now we're we're hearing in a, in a single incident can be up into tens of millions, right? So on average, last 12 months, we reviewed the ransom amount has really averaged above five to $10 million. And in some cases, even you know, the 50 million, you know, some, some of them you probably hear on the news as well. The issue with that is that because the asks are so much higher and why is it so much higher, right? It's not just encrypting your folder, maybe it's just some files. Now they're going after your customer data. With that, they can not only uh, demand payment for getting the key to unlock those data, but also Potentially have extortion um, to actually expose your uh, your your customer data or your your own data. So that's really uh, important to note. Um, the type of way of actually harming an uh, organization has really changed, right? And the, the other thing is that how sophisticated they are. You know, in the early days, maybe you're not careful, a drive by, maybe a few meg file that basically got into your system, then encrypted your. Uh, your drive, the ransomware take over. But today, they are actually going through multiple stages. The first, I was, I'll talk about three main things, right? That basically what they will go after. First is they will identify ways to get into your system, which means they're going to steal your credential. So that can be done through phishing attacks, or if they're uh, really lazy, they will go to the dark web and identify credentials that's on sale. Right, because we have so many breaches in the past, a lot of credentials were lost already and those data become sort of the seeds for that. Uh, reconnaissance phase of actually identifying who to attack, how do I get into that system, how do I get into that system is the second thing that I want to talk about because um, most people especially due to the pandemic, most people are working from home or hybrid manner. So the only way to be functional, uh, actually doing your work is using SaaS applications. Uh, Companies have migrated to SaaS applications and SaaS applications has web fronts. Basically you can log in through the web or through your browser. So if you have applications that's actually vulnerable, uh, these credentials can be utilized to get into your into your application infrastructure, and and that means you know once they get into your application infrastructure, most likely the data behind these applications will be subject to uh, ransomware attack, right? That that's when it's actually going to be really critical to think about you know what kind of data do you have, where are they stored, are they securely uh, encrypted? So even when the bad guys get to it they can't just take the data and run with it and have extortion attacks towards you. So I think the, the sophistication of ransomware attacks gotten much higher. And one thing I also want to touch on, maybe later on in the session is supply chain, right? Because of that, they're able to identify your customers, identify who you sell to or you are partner with, and they can actually go further in their attacks. So which you hear the news about all the different supply chain attacks. Related ransomware uh, asks, right? So I think it's uh, important to pay attention
1: to that too. Thank you, Fleming, for going through that. You know, and and you had a phrase: "Data is the new oil." I'm sure others have heard it as well. So um, it it really resonated with me as far as, and clearly, is still relevant today more than ever. I, I appreciated that phrase, and I think that's something we can speak with in our conversations with partners. That is a, a, a really accurate way of putting it. There is no doubt about it that data is the most valuable part of that organization. So it's nice to see that ring true. And like you said, it's un- unfortunate to some degree that we're dealing with this, but this is the evolution of technology and the nasty side of it that goes along with it. Just a question on, on that point there. What are some common characteristics or key trends within a successful ransomware attack these days?
2: Right. So that's a really good question so the first thing we have to understand is that we're in a post breach era i would call it because our data have been stolen um multiple ways um you know from how you interact with the, uh, with uh, maybe uh email um outfitter or, or sometimes could be even credit uh you know uh, uh profiling company like uh, equifax right so imagine where we are today is that we already have lost a lot of our personal information, right? So it is really important to realize that. So the attacks are going to be uh, much more accurate in a sense, instead of just, you know, find a way to get to people by volumetrically sending out emails, they have targets, right? The second thing is that they're the bad guys need computing power. Uh, they, need, they need computing power to do their job. Besides computing power, they need ways to be evasive, the way to be evasive, to really um, you know, find ways to hide behind reputable brands or tarnish, unfortunately, these reputable brands. And this is what I call weaponizing your infrastructure as the bad guys are trying to do, right? They will try to find a way to infiltrate your environment. They don't have to do anything damaging to you. They can victimize you by using you as sort of the place to actually launch attacks. And even worse than that now is, Beyond just the infrastructure, they will get into your supply chain, software supply chain, um, you know, pipeline, and identify ways to weaponize your software. So when it's delivered automatically to the endpoint to your customers, they don't have to click on anything anymore. It just happens because most of the time we tell people to make sure you keep your software up to date. So automatically, it's happening behind the scene. It could be very problematic. Uh, we also realize holding your data hostage there's Like I mentioned earlier, one thing is to encrypt encrypt your files so you don't get access to it, um, so it disrupt your business, but also they can actually share your data with the dark web and figure out ways to extort you. Say, hey, you know, I got all your customer data. Now, if you want your brand to stay, pay me again. Uh, you know, if your customers are long-term customer, which you all strive to do to have, they can come back every year and ask the same question. Can you pay me again? So you think about that. Uh, it's a huge problem. Um, it is not for just one um, vertical. It's going to be hitting every every organization probably at some point and all different verticals and you you can already see they're going after critical infrastructure and food services and everything it's very serious and of course goes back to data is the new oil Uh, they're going after the most valuable asset we all have today
1: which is data whether you're a small business or a large enterprise everyone can be a target and no one is safe unfortunately but there are measures that can be taken to uh, safeguard that data and safeguard your people.
0: And something you mentioned there were that people wanted to keep a positive reputation. What are some of the best practices MSPs should take to protect their customers from ransomware attacks and avoid paying hackers?
2: Yeah, so that's a good one um, because you know cybersecurity is it's getting more complex because how many different attack services we have. I mean, in the early days when I joined the company, we were uh, focused on email in the the very first product. The second product we focused on uh, web filtering. So, um, you know, to a certain degree, endpoints how they're getting into the internet. But the the world really evolved to basically you got to have a very multi-layered uh, security approach, which solves your email security issue, your web security issue, including your applications that you produce or you have uh, in your um, in your, not just on your, uh, uh, your your endpoints and your servers and your client machines, but it's also things that's running in the cloud because a lot of companies are actually using the public cloud to uh, to to build applications, right? So that those SaaS applications need protection, right? Um, the other thing is, of course, you know, be very vigilant, patching security holes and vulnerabilities. Like Microsoft, you have being in the news quite often recently, and including the printer spooler is a problem, right? If you think about that, really listen to those recommendations coming from the vendors um, and, the, and the software providers. And of course, uh, there's one layer we can never forget, it's the human layer. Uh, how do we train our employees and users um, and to, to have the right security awareness, uh, you know, beyond just not clicking on links, but really understand how your identity is, could be at risk uh, if you're not using MFA, uh, you probably are uh, subject to, uh, you know, uh, dictionary attacks using your, your credential somewhere, right? If you don't have MFA turned on on your access to your SaaS application or your VPN, that's a huge mistake, right? It, passwords, no matter how you want, <laughs> you want to manage it, uh, it can, and can be compromised easily. The other thing is uh, try to minimize uh, access to, uh, to the things that people need to do their job. Don't necessarily have to give them the full, uh, you know, IP stack through VPN, you know, uh, to, to give them access to the entire network. So maybe consider if you're mostly using SaaS applications to do the work in your organization, find a way to use some kind of uh, zero trust-based um, access control, actually based on endpoint posture, um, you know, not the security posture, less uh, about like you know who the user is. Right? but it's actually based on the endpoints posture, which means is this laptop safe to access my SaaS application, right? This, is, this, is this laptop in the right environment? Maybe because we're in hybrid now, less about just at home. At home is already a problematic thing. Like home networks are not quite secure, I would say. But if you go to like a public environment, go to get a coffee, but want to do some email and you know write some files, Uh, You know, maybe share some Word documents, you need to pay attention to which Wi Fi you're on, you know, make sure it's not um, subject to potential attack. The other thing is really pay attention to what kind of data you really have and you know, understand what they are right using uh, some type of inspection uh, capability in, in you know that classifies your data so you know your customer data is here and your piis are here and figure out ways to encrypt them and make sure they're backed up um, correctly so you even you're victimized and and, and they got through all those other layers getting to you, you can still say no to ransomware
1: payments. Excellent. Lots of tips there. And uh, I'm sure some new ones and some ones that have been, you know, certainly around we've been preaching the benefits of patching and staying diligent, but also a continuous assessment. There's never a once and done with security. There's no silver bullet. It's a multi-layered approach and it's a, it's a shifting. It's an evolving multi-layered approach and we will see more layers added with time. I've got uh, another question here, Fleming, for you. Um, You talked about cyber criminals weaponizing infrastructures and credentials that they've gathered, some of them being from previous attacks. This means that, unfortunately, even the best defenses in place, a breach is bound to happen. So are there any recommendations on how a managed service provider can best respond to an attack in a reactive sense once they realize there's been a compromise or a breach of some sort?
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's really a good one because... If you look at how attacks happen, um, you know, the attack chain, the kill chain, all those various uh, methods used by the bad guys, Uh, the best one, probably the MITRE attack framework showing uh, all the different stages the bad guys are going to, and what techniques they're going to use. So it is a complex problem because in the earlier days, back in, I mean, when I was Installed my first firewall. All I had to do is imp- implement some IP ACLs to basically do certain things that I want to feel secure. But I think for MSPs, for sure, is because the problem is getting harder. Uh, you got to think about, uh, you know, getting a, a some type of uh, a, a SOC service that's made available to you because you you probably will be if we just. If vendors keep making products and sending you products, you're probably like wondering how many people I have to hire to run this thing. Well, so I will say consider, uh, like I mentioned earlier, multi-layered approach, which means touches on everything. Um, in fact, there's a, a new buzzword out there or uh, acronym that's out there. It's called XDR, which is, stands for extended detection and response. So really what X really stands for to me is everything. Right? It's Don't let anything un, you know, be hidden. Let it be your email, let it be the endpoint, let it be patch levels, let it be your application security, your VPN infrastructure, your backup solution, all those things, everything. The D part is detection. Make sure the data from these devices or your infrastructure is getting into the right place. And from that, you can, Uh, actually uh, you know extract insights actionable insights that you can take action on so for instance if someone is using a i'm just gonna (laughs) lie on this one colonial um, pipeline right so if someone is actually utilizing a legacy password entering your vpn you should have a signal right there to say wow this should be sending alerts and and automatically to a certain degree uh, be actually presenting the information you need to take a response, right? To take the next step, which is the response. Response in this case is about be able to interact with the, the products that you may own or you you have for your for your customers, which means you know they may have APIs or even CRIs to allow you to programmatically instrument certain actions, right? And, and at a, obviously, you're going to have to have a, a, a bigger picture response, which includes messaging to your customer all those things. That's important. But at a technical level, there's got to be tools that, that let you do that. i give you one example. So email security is one of the biggest things we do every day at Barracuda. Uh, one of the things that's really helping us is our instant response uh, product called uh, Forensics Instance and Response Tool. And what's cool about that is instead of actually hiring a bunch of PowerShell experts, maybe you can have a few, but you can't probably afford too many, right? In order to take a response into your hand and solve a problem, let's say this particular email has malicious content in there or links or attachments, maybe it, it got caught by ATP, Events Persistent Threat Detection, but you want to take it out from all your, uh, your your tenant. So all the users who got received this email should be immediately protected. In, in order to take action like that, you can use a tool like that to automatically trigger, you know, removal of the email or basically diffuse the, the you know, the, the malware from, from the inboxes, right? So for example, that's a really good response. So other things like our application security suite has APIs to allow you to implement rules to to prevent additional or, or attacks that's coming in to your application, like SQL injection, anything that's OWASP top ten, for example, uh, authentication attempts that could be utilizing against your web applications that may have uh, a authentication, you know, vulnerability. Right? Certain certain URL may not have authentication correctly done, or session is being done correctly. All those things can be stopped. So I think XDR is really a good example. Uh, of uh, to how to handle these cyber attacks, but it's also very complex. So my suggestion is really looking at SOC as a service. Uh, and uh, I think it's important to make it consumable for you guys, for, for MSP, so you can uh, continue to service your customers and stay safe on your own as well. Uh, so I think it's really important to, to think through uh, something like a SOC as a service enabled by XDR technology behind the scene.
1: Those are excellent points, Fleming. Um, so, you know, know, know your limits. Most MSPs can't hire their own SOC team, but there are tons of options for SOC as a service. And then take advantage of the tools that we have today, like Barracuda's forensic incident response, leveraging those tools to uh, search and destroy those threats that are sitting idle, as you mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, listeners, I hope you're taking notes. There's lots of lots of great information in there.
0: I have another question for you, Fleming where do you think the evolution of threats is headed in the next five years or do we even know kind of what's coming down the pipeline
2: yeah that's actually a a, a tough question but i can give it a try <laughs> so I, i'm always not too surprised but i'm quite surprised you know how bad the bad guys are How how how, how Crazy they are. Uh, for example, during the pandemic, they, they circulated phishing attacks, impersonating WHO. All those craziness, right? So, let's just say, like I mentioned earlier, we're in a post-breach era. So we're kind of you in know, the open, with millions of identities being already stolen. Uh, these attacks are going to get more, more tactical, more, uh, more uh, sophisticated based on their their focus. They probably won't be doing massive spam and just hope someone click on something, right? They're probably what Uh, become more targeted attacks. The other thing I want to talk about is, like I mentioned, the bad guys are going to need computing power. Protect your infrastructure. Don't let them uh, weaponize yourself. I mean, your your infrastructure and or your software updates or anything you do for your customer. And we do a lot of things with customers today with software every day. Right. So just pay attention to your application infrastructure, uh, make sure future attacks doesn't doesn't affect you or doesn't weaponize you, you nor your brand, right? The other thing I want to say is cryptocurrency is a really cool thing, by the way. I, I, nothing against it. It's really great. And let's not let the bad guys ruin it, but they're doing their job trying to ruin it for us, right? Because they're weaponizing it in a way of payments. Cryptocurrencies are hard to, harder to track uh, or harder to trace, uh, but it's not impossible. Uh, you have seen recent authorities and you know fbi activities which really help us you know put cryptocurrency into a better future Uh, you know removing uh, taking the money back or basically recover some of the payments those are all great things but also just be uh, be careful especially if you look at um, the payment uh, options are going to increase right from bitcoin maybe they're going to go to a lesser Less traceable, but less not lesser, less known uh, cryptocurrency like Monero or whatever that's available out there. But it's harder to trace, you know. And, and in those situations, I would say find someone who can help you negotiate the ransom if if it ever gets to it. Um, there are a lot of companies out there who can help um, and reduce the payments. But yeah, cryptocurrency is going to continue to be used. I think the final thing I will say as the next five years is just you know, accept the reality, right? If you're under a ransomware attack, just wake up and say, I do not want to pay. My answer is no. And work from that answer towards uh, the preparedness you need to actually be able to defend yourself. Which means you know it makes it harder for the attackers to go after you because your your position. I know it's going to be tough in the beginning, you know, because you may not be hundred percent prepared. But get prepared quickly. Hopefully, utilize MSPs and whoever you can get your help on uh, to to solve those uh, problems, so you can be prepared to say no to ransom payments.
0: Thank you, Fleming. That's such great information. And as you can tell, between myself and with Ken, this is. Definitely a topic that we don't think is going to go away anytime soon. I mean, ransomware has dominated the first half of 2021, and the trends may continue the rest of the year. However, the right prevention tools and the right protection strategies, we can all create a different outcome.
1: Yeah, th- thank you again, Fleming, for going through this. I mean, a wealth of knowledge and uh, some really great points and tips for our listeners. So I um, appreciate you joining us today. And thank you again to all our listeners for joining in to Episode 8. We look forward to bringing you another insightful episode of the Smarter MSP podcast soon. Thanks again to everyone and stay safe.
0: For daily insights delivered directly to your inbox, subscribe to SmarterMSP.com.